Welcome to the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, where it's all about slashing your debt, slashing your taxes, and creating a liberated lifestyle. And now, your host, who met his wife while training for the 400 meters in Seattle and is eating gluten-free while lusting after bread, Dave Denniston. My friends and welcome back to another episode of the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping doctors like you slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. Well, I am honored to have another guest here on the show. If you've heard me talk about my land flipping business, one of the things I do a lot is have virtual assistants, literally from all over the world, that are helping me in that business. And this guest today, she is the owner of a company called Riva Global that really focuses on medical virtual assistants, specifically working for doctors, and she's had a lot of experience as an entrepreneur, and so I'm really looking forward to digging in and maybe giving something a little different that can help everybody today. Please help me welcome to the podcast, Beth Lachance. Welcome, Beth. Yes, hi, thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Dave. I'm excited. Yes, we're talking pre-chat that that it's actually French Canadian, so it's La Chance, right? Rather than La Chance in <laughs> Correct. background. Yes, if we were in Canada, it would be La Chance, but no, we're here in Connecticut, uh, <laughs> and so it's La Chance. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So Beth, you know, I, I gave a little bit of introduction, talking about what you what you are doing currently, um, but I'd love to hear just a little bit of background. How have you gotten to this point, and how how have you decided on this kind of business? Yeah, thanks. Thanks for the intro. Well, so. Simply put, I was involved uh, and brought in as a co-partner, co-founder of Riva Global, and we specialized in virtual assistance in the real estate space. So entrepreneurs that needed additional staffing, whether they were scaling or they needed particular tasks done within their business, that's what we specialize in. But my background is fully all in medical. I came from the medical world, corporate, in the surgical space, surgical device space, and also the pharmaceutical space. And so I knew that this would be a great area to bring in and invite in virtual assistants. So I very quickly then decided, you know what, I'm gonna move forward with this, launch Riva Global Medical. And so here we are today. So it has expanded extraordinarily quickly. Keep in mind, it was launched four years ago, so previous to COVID. And my conversations pre-COVID versus during COVID and now post-COVID, uh, I like to say post-COVID, we're not really out of COVID, but the conversations I'm having with the pro providers, physicians, owners of practices and practice managers is so entirely different. So we can we can dive into that. Yeah, and, and how, a little how so? Like what, what was the attitude pre, during, post? Walk us through that. Yeah. Well, so as you had, you had alluded to in your uh, land flipping business, you had already been utilizing virtual assistants for a long time. And virtual assistants are heavily utilized in all different industries, but not in medical. It's brand new to medical. The medical space has never really opened up to remote working staff of any kind. And so, but with pre-COVID, the conversations, it was a hard sale. Like there are long, difficult conversations about how is this possible? How can it be implemented and is it is it really successful? So that was pre-COVID. COVID opened 
everyone's open, everyone's eyes wide open in terms of in the in the medical space that wow. Not only is this possible, but it's successful and it can work extraordinarily well utilizing remote staff to make a really busy practice, whether whether you're a staff, whether you're, you know, staffing to expand or you're staffing to just keep up with what you have going on now. So that that conversation during COVID was, OK, we need this. We've we've gone remote entirely. We've lost some staff members that are not coming back. You know, how can we do this? How can we get it done? So that was during COVID. Post-COVID, it's, yes, we know it's possible. We're so excited. Here's our pain points. How quickly can we, can we get up and running? <laughs> so so the, the conversations have just become very different. Now, what was a hard sales call previous to COVID now is more of a consultative approach to how can we and where can we be most effective in your practice? So tell me more about, like, if, if I'm hiring somebody, they're dealing with particularly this case, HIPAA, you know, their sensitivity to keeping data well, and this person that's not in your office, they're nowhere close to you, is having access, I'm sure, to records in order to do their job. Like, a lot of stuff I do, like, it's really not sensitive data in a lot of cases. Like, it's send out letters, do due diligence, it's not sensitive in that business. So tell us about that. You know, how how does that work? How are you doing doing around that? And maybe you could even flavor in there a little bit. Are these domestic VAs? Are they international VAs? Tell us more about that. Yeah, great intro to that. So we are entirely in the Philippines. We are Philippine-based. All of our virtual assistants, medical virtual assistants are all in the Philippines. Our entire support staff and management structures are all Philippine-based. So how do we protect HIPAA? How do we protect uh, PHI? Number one, first and foremost, we are hiring professionals. We're hiring um, and recruit people that have a four-year college education either in nursing or something in the medical field. So there comes a certain level with that, right, of professionalism that we expect they immediately go through our training program. Day one is HIPAA training. So they're HIPAA certified from day one. And obviously that's really you know an important piece of, uh, of protecting patient information. And it's a consistent and a constant conversation amongst our management team and our VAs about PHI and about HIPAA and making sure that we maintain that level of professionalism to protect our patients and protect the patients of our, of our, of our hospitals and our medical practices. So that's first and foremost. Beyond that, we also do, you know, because our, our virtual assistants are doing any number of tasks, you know, behind the scenes administratively from the front office to the back office in many different departments, we do HIPAA audits of their computer systems to make sure that in some cases they have to download patient information onto a form in order to upload it into the EMR. We make sure that all of that information is deleted off of their system. So we have our own HIPAA audit system that we make sure that we maintain. And then, of course, there's a whole host of other ways of our management team to make sure that it is always on the forefront of our VA's minds on protecting PHI. And so with Filipino VAs, because I have experience with that, I've seen a couple of different models of how people do it. Some Because in, in a lot of the Philippines, you know, it's very poor, you know, access to Internet might be spotty in some parts. So Manila is pretty typically where there's a lot of virtual assistants. Are they like in a designated office space? Are are they working from home? Because I've seen cases where people are like living at a place versus 
they're working out of the comfort of their own home kind of a thing because maybe they're poor enough that they don't can't afford a place or whatever tell us about that Right. Yeah. No, I mean, we, we are an entire work from home company, which we then can attract amazing talent. So we're talking about, you know, again, people have graduated with their bachelor's degree. They have a, a place to live. They have a backup internet as well as a main internet. They're supposed to have two computers, which are registered to us. They have a, a laptop for backup in the event that there's any issues with a power outage because of a storm, anything like that, like same things like what we have here in the United States. So yeah, no, we're, we're hiring professionals and people that have the means to be able to have internet and internet backup and also two computers. And so all of those systems are part of our recruitment, what our recru recruitment team and our HR team does and our, and our IT team does to ensure that they have all of the basics of what they would absolutely need uh, to have in order to be able to work here at Reva Global Medical. What, what are some of the challenges for you guys of working with these VAs and hiring them because I'm sure you know it's how are you finding them to begin with are you using something like Upwork are you you know you have feet on the street someone's living there from the company that's talking to people tell us about your hiring process about how, how are you finding these people we have a full recruiting uh, and, and sourcing team that are they're fully employed by by our company and their main role and responsibility is placing ads in different job boards looking through linkedin to find really great talent to recruit them and bring them to come and bring them to our company so yeah so we have a we have a fantastic recruiting and sourcing team that helps bring in amazing talent do you, do you ever use domestic VAs at all? You know, you have all these Filipinos. No, nope, we're it... entirely Philippine-based, which is how we're able to keep our cost, keep be cost-effective for our clients. So in order to be able to, to do that, we would need to, you know, stay offshore and be, uh, you know, in the Philippines because obviously the cost of living is less offshore here in the United States. It's extraordinarily high. And now, of course, in, in, in addition with inflation and the rising costs here, and above and beyond that, staffing has become very, very expensive. So where you used to hire somebody who could run your, you know, be at your front desk and answer phones and check in patients at maybe $17 an hour, now you're looking at maybe $25 or $35 an hour, possibly $40 or $45 an hour, depending on where you are in the United States, just for having somebody at the front desk. And also that person at the front desk more than likely does not have a bachelor's degree and they may not have some of the higher level executive function that we would expect RVAs to have. So yeah, so that's that's why we're, we are where we are and then we're able to offer cost-effective solutions, staffing solutions for our medical practices and hospitals. Well, I think of challenges just that I've had in, in hiring people. Like in, in a lot of the cases, the Filipinos, very kind people, very nice people, but there's this culture of, of shame where if you're not following what someone has told you to do, these people will just disappear and ghost you, like just fall off the map. Have you guys dealt with that at all? You know, even though I understand they're professionals or nurses, has that been something you've dealt with from time to time? From time to time, but not not really. Uh, we, we've got such a strong management team. The relationship between our VAs and our managers is very, very strong. So we have a culture of, of acceptance, a culture of working side by side, side by side leadership. We do not believe in the top down model. We believe a side by side. So I think our, you know, we don't 
have an issue with virtual assistants ghosting us if they're questioned or if something happens, they typically have a really strong working relationship with their direct manager. And so therefore, if there's any call outs or any issues, if there was a miss or a mistake that was made, we're able to an, immediately have those conversations with the VAs and and we don't have retention issues. We don't have people that, that walk out the door. They stay, they want to be successful. They wanna pull through and do a great job for their client and the patients. Interesting. Yeah, it's, well, I imagine there is some turnover, right? Like naturally, just with life, yeah, things with life, happen with people. Yeah, yeah, with life naturally, you know, we have virtual assistants that may start their own business or have family business that they get involved with. They may possibly move on because they're having more children and they've decided that they don't, you know, they want to stay home. So yeah, so obviously, and a lot of our, you know, this in this industry, the demographic is typically anywhere between 25 and 35 years of age. So that's where most of the higher percentage of, of hires and people within this industry are working within. So if you think about, you know, when you were 25 to 35, how many different positions did you have right like you didn't work at one company and stay there forever right i mean there were different things and you know you got married maybe you had children maybe you relocated you know maybe you just decided okay i want to move up and be a manager and the only way to do that is to move up and out so you know in that you know when you think about that 10-year time frame between 25 and 35 there's a lot of adjustments in life and so that may obviously impact your you know where you work and what you do the the other thing that is interesting with filipino vas is of course they're literally the other side of the world, you know, in terms of like a time zone, right? Yep. Like, I think it's uh, here central time, it's 1121 as we record this, and it's probably like 10 p.m. or something in the <laughs> Philippines right now. Correct. So, you know, a way I've seen some people run it, depending on the duties, you know, some, some of them work during their day. And, you know, you'll wake up and, hey, all this stuff is done. Other uh, VAs will work during U.S. hours. Right. How does that work for you guys, like in terms of when when they're working? Yeah, with Reva Global Medical, there the the working hours are the shift hours of the practice. So wherever you are, whether it's East Coast or West Coast here in the United States or you know Middle America, they're working the same shift hours as the practice. So there's no, and, and that's for two reasons. Number one, we really want them, number one, to be integrated as part of the practice. They're an extension of the practice. This is not outsourcing, this is insourcing. You're bringing in remote staffing services and remote VA, but they want and need to be part of your team. And so in order to make sure that there's cohesiveness, make sure that the work is delegated correctly, and then if there's any questions, all of that would have to be during the regular business hours. So all of our virtual assistants, they work the same shift hours as your medical practice and or hospital. And now for a commercial break. Every year, about this time of the year, I have physicians asking me, Dave, I hate the taxes I'm paying. How can I lower my taxes? How can I understand what the heck is going on here? Well, that's why we have put together a tax cheat sheet that really has almost everything that you'd ever wanna know about taxes. Two page document, super simple. I put together a few videos to walk you through it. All you have to do to receive this awesome document is tax the word cheat sheet, all one word, C-H-E-A-T-S-H-E-E-T to 833-343-2986. If you want to get your copy of the 2023 tax cheat sheet, make sure to text the word, all one word, cheat sheet, 
C-H-E-A-T-S-H-E-E-T to 833-343-2986. Nothing better you can do for yourself than to get educated on taxes. And so, my friends, make sure to download that cheat sheet again. You can text all one word cheat sheet to 833-243-2986. And now, back to the show. So give us an idea of what are the kinds of things that these VAs are doing. Yeah. So we are in all, virtually almost every department within medical, medical practices. So from front desk, whether they're a virtual receptionist and they're handling inbound calls and possibly doing outbound calls, rescheduling patients, scheduling patient appointments, all the way into doing full new patient intakes. So for different specialties where there has to be, you know, a pretty extensive new patient intake, medical history, all of that sort of stuff, all of that can be done by our medical virtual assistants. So that's the front desk, right? Just some of those those sorts of tasks. Then you get into some of the other the heavy lifting, which is usually within the insurance side, insurance verifications, benefit checks, and beyond doing prior authorizations, whether it's for, for procedures and or medications or, you know, of the like. So that is the heavy, a really, really heavy lifting that's been really cumbersome and has, begotten, has gotten more and more difficult and time consuming for medical practices to be able to handle. And in most cases, it's either the medical assistants in the practice or the mid-level practitioners that are then spending the time to get those done and are extraordinarily time consuming. So that's a really, that's been a very big part of what we do for our for our practices and our and our hospital systems. Then there's even just, you know, some of the, the basic things, fax review. There are still medical practices that are handling hundreds and hundreds of faxes a day that are coming in. They need to be categorized, they need to be looked at, they need to be uploaded into the EMR and or directly to the physician or the physician team, so, you know, of, of the information that's needed to get to them. So it's fax review. Could be scheduling, scheduling for other procedures. So maybe the patient is coming in, they're a fertility patient, let's say in a fertility practice, but they need to have um, a scheduled surgery. Then we can also schedule the surgeries with the outpatient or inpatient facility nearby. All the way back to the billing department, doing uh, claims, claims reviews, denials, collections, you name it, and within billing department, within the billing department and the within collections as well. So we are almost in every department within within these practices in many different specialties. Are are most of these VAs like shared among different practices where, hey, they're working 10 hours a week for this practice, another 10 hours a week for this other practice, another 20 hours a week for this other practice? Or are they specifically dedicated to a given practice? Yeah, so glad you asked that question. They are dedicated to that practice or that hospital. So they're not working with multiple practices or multiple hospitals. So they really truly are an extension of your practice and your practice alone. So they're working the 40 hour work week with your practice and your practice only. And so therefore, you know, number one, that minimizes any issues for mistakes. Number two, they really become part of the team and the delegation of tasks and getting them things done and then making sure that there's cohesiveness between 
between the onshore team and the offshore team, that all makes it workable. So if they were, you know, doing four hours for one practice and four hours for another, you know, there's, you know, there's, there's room for error there. There's also the, you know, the possibility of the VA um, getting burned out and also maybe not being able to follow the process flows or workflows because there's too many because they're working with different practices. That's not how we work. They are, they are dedicated to the practice that they're assigned to. And does that mean when someone gets hired that you have to give them full-time work? Like you start them out at 40 hours a week or could you do less? You know, how does how does that happen? Because maybe someone wants full-time work, but maybe you don't have full-time work for them. Right. So here at Reva Global Medical, we guarantee full-time work for our virtual assistants. And the reason for that is we can't recruit and bring in and retain really good talent if we don't have full-time work. So that's one of the biggest reasons why we why we do it that way. In most cases, if there is a practice that comes to us and someone wants just a part-time VA, a lot of times they just don't have enough tasks or they haven't thought of enough tasks that they can delegate to somebody full-time. But for us, we know that in order to make sure that we're bringing in and then we retain really good talent, we need to provide them a full-time role along with benefits that come along with that. Got it. Interesting. What kind of benefits would you give like a Filipino VA? Because it's not like there's a 401k system, right, for them. Right. There's no 401k. However, there's paid time off. So they accrue PTO just like we do here, you know, in different employers here in the United States. So there's bereavement leave. They have um, maternity leave. There's HMO that we provide for themselves and a dependent. Once they hit certain tenureship, we add an additional dependent that we will also support. So there's some really great benefits that come along with working full-time at Reva Global Medical. Interesting. What are some cultural differences that people should know about? Hey, this is kind of a, I mentioned the shame thing that that can happen. What's some other examples of things that might be different that if someone's looking into this, they should be aware of? Well, let me point out some of the really great things that are different about their culture versus our culture here in the U.S. Not to say that we couldn't find this here, but it's, it's harder to find. But in the Philippines, they're very, very family, you know, family sensitive and family centered. And so therefore they, when they've got, when they have a job and they're working closely with their employer, they really feel as though you're family as well. And so there's that common interest of feeling like there's pride in what they do. There's pride in the company and they treat it as if it was their own. They speak to patients with extreme attention to detail, but really super patient people. We don't find that many patient people here in the United States, but their culture is very caring and very family centric. And so you can feel that and it comes across in their work, but especially with handling with handling patients and patient care. What about the flip side? What are what are some some negative things? Yeah, I think you had, you know, touched upon sometimes, you know, you had mentioned shame. I think if you don't have the right management team, a lot of times what is the downside is if you're hiring, let's say you decide to hire a, a VA directly on your own in the Philippines or, you know, from that culture. And you had said, oh, you know, if you call them out on something, they, they ghost you, they'll disappear. You can find that in certain, obviously in certain industries, right? But if you learn how to be able to have that conversation with the VA that's not shaming. You're, you're able to really get make that connection with them so that they don't feel like, oh, I've done something wrong and now I should just I should just leave. 
it's really about your management style and changing how we manage here, you know, because how, how we do things here in the United States in terms of how we manage is very different to how it's done in the Philippines. And if, if you can adjust to that, then you won't have those issues. If you can't, if you're very American, which, which you know, we, we, all, we all are, we're very black and white. It's, this is what needs to get, get done. This is the deadline. Why didn't you hit that deadline? And if that puts them on the spot sometimes and you don't have a really great tight working relationship with them with that common interest, then yes, you can have that issue if they were to, you know, to, to ghost you. We find that heavily in the direct marketplace, meaning you've gone and you've hired and you found your own VA. We hear that consistently, which is where we, why on our real estate side of our business with Reva Global, we get a lot of new clients coming in because they said, oh, I've hired VAs directly multiple times. It just isn't working. So I'm going to try now with a, with, you know, with a company like yours and a service like yours. And there is a remarkable difference. So that's that's the flip side of hiring direct versus hiring, you know, through a service like ours, where we have a really strong bond. We have a great culture of where our our VAs feel very supported, and they don't feel like they're being put on the spot, and then they don't feel like they want to run away and, and disappear, right, and and drop off the job. Sure, of course, we got to talk about cost. Yeah. So, you know, do you guys charge an upfront fee? And then like the way I'm used to seeing it is sometimes there's not an upfront fee or maybe it's pretty minimal, a few hundred bucks. And then you guys are making a spread on the hourly wage, at least not you maybe in this case, but that's what I've usually seen. Like you're paying them six or seven or eight dollars an hour and you're charging 10 or 12 or whatever it is so tell us about that right yeah so here we have global medical for really really super straightforward our, our, our billing is really quite simple we are 480 dollars per week per full-time va there is no additional fees there's no sign-up fee there is no additional taxes or fees above and beyond that it is a flat 480 per week per full-time va we are more like a subscri- subscription model which means that your bill will always will almost always look the same depending on the number of business days. So we will we send an invoice on the 15th of the month and also the very last day of the month. And so for budgeting purposes, your team, your hospital system, you know, you as a, as a small business owner, you're a single practitioner that owns your own practice, you know exactly what that budget is going to look like and 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 ultimately what you're going to be billed. So it's really really quite simple. We handle and we take care of everything on the backside. So part of our services is we have a full HR team. We're handling any HR issues. We have management, the managers, the client service manager is the key to success here. That manager works closely with your team and in, in, you know within the hospital system or within the practice and also oversees the day-to-day of the VA. So, so our fee of what we're charging is also covering the management fee and then also the additional benefits that we need to offer in order to bring in and retain really great talent so that's it and then once our VAs hit like a one-year mark with their client two-year mark or three-year mark there is a very minimal increase and we pass along that increase to you the VA gets every cent of that increase so it's it's like um, about 12 bucks an hour did I understand that right correct in terms of the math is is what it costs but you're committing to 40 hours a week so 480 a week is where that comes from yep and then you typically are paying them eight or nine bucks an hour, which is pretty typical of, of what they're getting. Yeah, we don't. Well, we don't disclose what we're paying our virtual assistants, but it, we pay competitively within the, within the Philippines and within within this industry. We pay very competitively. So yeah, and then they get additional great benefits, and then we're able to ha- you know make sure that we've got a great training team, a great recruiting team, and also a great management team and an HR team, and our, our and of course our IT team. That's part of the part of what we do with our 
HIPAA assessments. My, my experience is five to ten dollars an hour is pretty typical for good quality. Does that in the right range? I'm just curious to know. Yep, absolutely. Yes. Yep. Below five bucks an hour ten, tends to be not as good quality. Is my experience? You know, you tend to. I think it it, it depends because you can go higher direct, and a, a direct VA may expect to get ten dollars an hour, but you may be able to find with a, with a service provider that they're not paying anywhere near that, yet they're getting and bringing in really great talent. So it just, it, it really depends on the company and it depends on where you're finding your VAs. Yeah, interesting. So Beth, as, as we think about this, is, is there anything else that we haven't covered that everyone listening to this should be thinking about in regards to VAs and hiring and pros and cons and stuff like that? Yeah, there, I mean, there, there's there's a lot to think about when you're thinking about your staffing and coming up with staffing solutions. If you have mid-level practice, practitioners or you have RNs and you have medical assistants that are doing, let's call them $10 an hour tasks, right? Simple things that really should be handed off to someone else because they should be handling more direct patient care. That is the time to look at hiring, you know, coming to a company like Reva Global Medical and hiring virtual assistants. If you have great talent in your practice and you're afraid of losing them because they're overstressed, you're seeing more patients, you're expanding, you're growing, and you're you don't you want to make sure you don't lose your great talent have those conversations sit down and have the conversations with your existing with your existing staff members one by one find out what are the parts of their job that they love what are the parts of the job that they don't love where are they spending most of their time and you may find that there are tasks that they're doing that they don't like to do that technically is below their pay grade and that and that they really could utilize a medical virtual assistant to help them to get some of those things off of their plate so i would say you know, especially as a as as a new physician going out and either starting your own practice or a new physician that's that's joining a larger practice, what you can bring with you is your knowledge and your, your expertise on, you know, the younger generations. We, you know, I'm not I say we. I'm not part of the younger generation anymore. But as the younger generations become, they've become more resourceful and are more open and willing to try different things. Virtual assistance in the medical space is that new thing. It is that thing that can be you utilized and widely utilized and be really, really great and, and a nice avenue to be able to expand a practice without killing the budget, but also bringing in really great resources, great people, but they're just working remotely. So just, I think that's something that people need to remember as they're you know thinking about staffing and staffing solutions. How can we do this? We all know that reimbursement is getting is a, is not going up. Reimbursement is is shrinking, right? We all know we're having to see more patients in order to make the same amount of money as we did last year. So, what is that doing to the rest of your team? As physicians, you'll work really, really hard. You're like, yep, if I need to see five more patients a day, I'll do it. You know, you're used to working really hard. But the rest of your team, everyone else that works within the practice also then has to do those five more patients a day. There's a lot more, more work behind the scenes that needs to happen. So you have to remember that even though you're the workhorse and you're willing to see more patients because that's what you need to do as being part of your practice, it's also affecting the rest of the team. And so how do you keep the morale of your team up? It may be you need to hire more people but maybe you don't have the budget to really hire that many more people, right? And so that's where staffing solutions like using a medical virtual assistance is a great solution to either maintaining where you are or growing. And as you grow and add more physicians to your practice and you're scaling, you can scale it, scale effectively and efficiently utilizing virtual assistants. Love it. Well, as, as we wrap up this podcast, one of my favorite questions being the freedom formula for 
physicians, uh, we talk about money. And I would love to know for you, Beth, uh, what does financial freedom mean to you? And when do you know that you've achieved it? Oh, gosh. Yeah. So heavy question. All right. right? So (laughs) I think financial freedom for me personally, on a personal level, is I'm able to have a work-life balance that I love that I'm able to you know, make enough income, have enough income to also then be able to spend the time where I want, my off time where I want and the way I want. And so I think that, 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 kind of, that that's what that is personally for me. And then the second part of your question, I would have to say, how do you know? I think when you can rest your head on your bed, on your pillow at night and know that your family is you're able to put your your children where they need to be, right? To to help them, put them in the right place for success, for future success. And you're able to rest your head on your pillow and sleep comfortably that you're not on a house of cards. You've got some a little bit of money in the bank and you know you have a safety net. You know your family is taken care of. For me, I think that that's financial success and, and, and comfort. Love it. No, good. Good answer, Beth. And uh, as we wrap up the podcast today, if people want to talk to you more, have questions, where can they find you? So the best place to go would be go, to go to our website, and that's www.rivaglobalmedical.com. And there's a lot of information on the website, but if you want to talk directly to me, you want to speak to me, you want to speak to someone in my team to have a strategy session about how to use medical virtual assistance in your practice, there's a button you can put, you can push to go ahead and set up, um, a, set up a Calendly meeting right through there and be able to pe- you know, put the time that works best for you. And then we can have a meeting and discuss your practice and where you think you could, you have pain points or you would need a medical assistant to help. Love it. Good stuff, Beth. Thank you so much for being with us today. Ah, so glad. Thanks so much, Dave. This is fun. All right, my friends, that wraps up another episode of the Freedom Formula for Physicians. Remember to slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. Why, thank you, my friends, so much for listening to the last podcast. I am pleased to announce that I am now a completely independent financial advisor, where to the point now, I can really integrate my financial planning practice with this podcast. If you might be looking for help, if you have found any of our information here interesting or relevant, and you're looking for a second opinion, I'm making myself available for 30-minute strategy sessions. And if you want to arrange a time to meet with me to discuss your situation and see if we might be a good fit for one another, I'd like you to call our office and speak with Kyla. Our phone number is 612-284-2409. Again, that's 612-284-2409. And I look forward to helping you with your financial situation. And now for some lovely legal disclosures required by our lawyer friends. Investment advice is only offered in jurisdictions where Centurion Financial Strategies, LLC, Centurion is appropriately registered or exempt from registration. Our Form ADV Part 2 brochure can be obtained free of charge at advisorinfo.sec.gov by searching for our firm name or its unique CRD number, which is 316-454. This podcast is not a solicitation to provide advisory services in any jurisdiction in which we're not appropriately registered or excluded. 
The information, statements, and opinions contained in this podcast have been obtained from or are based on information obtained from sources which we believe to be reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of such information. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and should not be construed as personalized investment, tax, or legal advice. Opinions expressed by any guest are their own opinions and do not necessarily reflect the firm's views. You should carefully consider your own financial circumstances and needs prior to making any investment in securities or purchasing any insurance products. As always, past performance is not indicative of future results. Investing in securities or really anything else involves the risk of loss. If by some chance in this particular podcast I mentioned insurance products, insurance products are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of an issuing insurance company. They may be subject to restrictions, limitations, and early withdrawal fees, which vary by issue. You should always consider the charges, risks, expenses, and investment objective of any insurance products before entering a contract. And that, my friends, wraps it up. Wish you all the best. Feel free to contact us with any info at www.daviddeniston.com. Thank you so much and have a good one. Bye-bye.